Hello, hello. Welcome to my aunt's attic. I went brain dead there for a second again. That was a good start. How are you doing? back. How are you doing, Mary Grace? I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Okay. Let's get right into it. <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, we're just going to hop right into it because I'm not okay. Okay. So, not last night, but the night before. Um, so, it was Tuesday, and I was at work. Kendra texted me after we had left... Barnes and Noble. I went back to work. Kendra texted me later and she asked if I wanted to go on a road trip. A spontaneous little road trip with her to check out the school she's going to be going to. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I don't get done with work till five though. It's going to be kind of late. She's like, it's fine. It's just going to be a couple hours. Like I'll get you back before like 10, 1030. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go with her and we're driving down the road. We're about halfway there when my sugar drops. And I mean, it tanks. And, and that's the thing. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Not fine. <laughs> And when that happens, I'm kind of kaput for the rest of the day. Just, like, muscles just kind of give out on me, and I'm just tired. I need to go to bed. But we were only halfway there, so I was like, buck up. You're fine. Like, it happens. Whatever. We stopped to gas station, grabbed some food. I was fine. Um, So we go on the road trip, whatever. We get there. Still trying not to throw up. All that good stuff. We head back and not doing great. So I immediately go back to bed. And around I went back I went to bed at like 10 30 or something around 12 31 o'clock in the morning I was dying <laughs> and I don't know if it was because my sugar dropped or if it was a separate thing I'm pretty sure I got like kind of food poisoning or something and it hit me around 12 31 o'clock in the morning because the pain just lit up I was like oh, no. am I having a heart attack I thought I was having a heart attack honest to god because I already have like a little skippity bop thing going on with my heart and I've always had it <laughs> Skippity bop. <laughs> what a light way to talk about a heart palpitation. Yeah. So it's, I've had it since high school and I'm like, okay, not too concerned about it. Did get it checked out. They didn't really find anything. So I'm like, okay, whatever. But every once in a while, it, my heart will do like a little stutter thing and it feels like my lungs will shrivel for a second and then I'll be on my good merry way. But it's been happening. My voice did the squeaky thing. Sorry. Um, it's been happening more and more recently and it's kind of freaking me out, but I refuse to go to the doctor because I don't like to do that. But anyway, um, I thought I was having a heart attack because the pain was like not in my stomach or anything. It was like up underneath my ribs and in like the middle of my back between my shoulder blades. And I was like, I am in the process of dying right now. And I was like curled up in a ball and I was like, holy crap, what is happening? It felt like someone was ripping my diaphragm to shreds and then playing the strands like a guitar. It was awful. Um, but I just kind of curled up, waited for it, like, to do its thing, and I was just like, yep, I'm dying. I was like, I wonder who's gonna come through my house and pick, pick apart all my stuff and pack all this stuff up when I'm dead. Um, cause yeah, I was, I was really planning, I was like, who's gonna find all my stuff, like, anyway. <laughs> you were just gonna just <laughs> die there? I was just, yeah, I was just gonna die, and I was just, yeah, anyway. Um, so that's my hypochondriac part of my, myself. I'm like, oh yeah, any sort of pain and I'm dying. But this was like, this was like pushing up to like 8.7, getting close to a nine level kind of pain. Um, but yeah, I just kind of had to ride it out a little bit and then finally kind of dazed and dazed out a little bit. And I probably fell asleep after the pain had started to dwindle, um, probably around five o'clock in the morning. And this is how I know life is not real. We are living in a simulation because of this right here. So like I said, I fall asleep around five o'clock. I wake up around eight. 
my phone is buzzing. Like, what the heck? So I, I fumble around. I find my phone. I look just in time to see that it's my dad. My dad rarely calls me. So I'm like, what the heck? But I missed it. So I had to call him back. I call him back. And instead of him answering, I hear like this, this hissing sound. I'm like, what the heck? Did he, did he drop his phone or something? Like, what is going on? And I hear it again, like this weird hissing sound. And it dawns on me, he's actually hissing at me. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? What? So I, reasonably so, I hiss back at him. <laughs> Naturally. And he just laughs and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what in the world? And he's like, yeah, I just, I heard this cat hissing and it reminded me of when you did that as a kid. I'm like, what? Uh, okay. Like, what the heck? He's like, yeah, good night. And hangs up on me. <laughs> in the morning at eight in the morning he's like good night and he hangs up on me (laughs) what is my life what did I just wake up to and again I I I only slept for a couple hours at that point after being in turmoil the night before so I was exhausted from that and I was like life is not real I'm still not fully convinced I wasn't in like a lucid dream or something because he was hissing at me (laughs) so that's that was so my funny. that was my night, my Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, and then the rest of Wednesday, thank God, it just happened to work out that I had nothing going on. I did not get out of bed until like 4 p.m., and then I did just long enough to eat a little bit of something, read a little bit, and then I went back to bed at 8. <laughs> I was like, I need to be done. And then today, I did have work, but I texted the woman. I was like, I'm not well. <laughs> We're not doing this today. So she hasn't asked me back. We'll have to figure that out later. But yeah, so I just thought I'd divulge that because (laughs) um, right after this, I think I'm probably going to go back to bed again because that was a lot. Have you ever hit like level 10 pain? Yeah, I'm sure I have. A lot of times like when I'm on my period and I like wake up in the middle of the night with like terrible cramps. It's so painful. Mm -hmm. That's uh, my senior year of high school. A friend of mine called me up. It was probably around nine or 10 or something. She calls me and she's like, Hey, I just got off of work, but I'm not feeling well. I'm trying to get home. She lived a little further out. She's like, I'm trying to get home, but I have to pull over like every two minutes to throw up. I just, I can't get home. Can I come to yours? I'm like, yeah, of course. We had a spare bed in between me and my brother's room. There was like this, the, we called it the middle room, but there was an extra bed there. I was like, yeah, you can, you can stay there. Um, so she comes over, but instead of going to the middle room and the spare bed, she comes into my room. I'm like, where do you do it? Get out. <laughs> I was like, you're sick. Get out of my room. She was only in my room for like less than a minute. So I didn't really think about it, but uh, it was enough. And I got sick. <gasps> no. Yeah. I woke up like the day or something after and I was like, I'm nauseous. This is not happening right now. It's just, it's my imagination. We're fine. We're fine. We're not fine. We're not fine. I run and yeah, I get the stomach flu. But the problem was the stomach flu hit me at the exact same time my period started and I think one exacerbated the other, and the the cramp pain was so bad that I, in all seriousness, begged my mother to kill me. I begged for death in that kind of moment. <laughs> it's awful. I'm, like, pouring sweat enough that I'm, like, sliding off the toilet as I'm having all my issues all at once. And I just remember screaming and begging my mom to kill me. It hurt so stinking bad. Um, and then she was rude and she didn't do it and I had to suffer. <laughs> well, she begged me to, what was I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. She just left me. She just, she was, she couldn't do anything. So my mom just went back downstairs and left me in my agony. Oh my God. 
good. Yep, that was my great and mighty 10. That used to happen to me, like, in high school. Like, every few months I would just have, like, the worst... I don't even know, because it wouldn't last the whole time. I would just, like, have one morning of, like, I'm bent over and I'm, like, wailing and I... Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And it was yeah. so strange. Like, I don't know. I just remember this one time my mom was, like, out for a walk in the morning. And I, like, called her. I was like, you need to get here. I don't know what to do. And I, like, got in the bathtub and just, like, threw up. And, like, it was so weird. Yep. Yep. You just throw up. You're and then it's everything. Just like over. <laughs> yeah. You throw up everything, including your will to live. <laughs> and uh, And then it's all over. And then you're like, okay, that was a lot. I was mm-hmm. being dramatic, though. But it's, like, in that moment, though, it's just, like, it no, it's terrible. it feels like death. It's awful. And that's, I know in high school, there was one girl that always took the first day of her period off because mm-hmm. it was so bad for her. Um, and that's why I love the videos nowadays of, like, the period cramp simulators um, to show it's not normal. This type of pain is just not normal. Right. It's, it's not okay. <laughs> And so I saw something on TikTok that was like, if your hormones are like perfectly in balance, then you won't have like any period symptoms. But whose are perfectly balanced? Nobody's because we live in America. Yeah. That's I just saw. I just saw a TikTok of this British person talking about living in America and how what you see on TV and what other countries think of America. It's not actually accurate. Um, The way people are and the way we live our lives is not what actually is in the rest of the world, how they see us. And the one thing is like, Americans are all fat and lazy and everything. It's just like, we don't want our food like this. Like are these processed, these chemicals, this garbage that we can't find affordable food without all this processed, disgusting garbage. We don't want it, but we don't have a choice because this is what they're producing just to make money. And it's not okay. And it's not healthy for us, but we don't want it. And we don't have time to, like, grow or prepare our own food because we're, like, working all the time. Yeah, yeah. we're working 60, 70-hour weeks uh, just to get by. Yeah. And then, you know, it's, you know, the, the fast food. That's actually what it did. It, I, I did. I gave myself food poisoning because after we left Barnes & Noble, I had to run to work. I didn't have time to go home like I had planned to. Um, so, of course, right on the way to work, right down the street from my office is a Burger King. And I grabbed something real quick. And then my client was there early, though. So I get to my office and he's already there. So I'm like, crap. So I have to, like, toss everything down and I, I get everything ready. I do the appointment. And I didn't even think about it because I was in I was in appointment mode at that point. And then I go back and I start eating my lunch, like, an hour later. But I didn't put it in the fridge. And I think I gave myself food poisoning. <laughs> Just, Maybe. like, a mild case of it. Just enough to feel like death for an hour or two. That's so scary, though. Yeah. I was seriously th- contemplating. I was like, if this gets any worse, do I actually need to call somebody? Because it, I genuinely thought I was dying for a sec. Um, it really, truly felt like a heart attack or something. Because it did. It was tucked right up underneath my ribs. Oh, my God. It was awful. Um, but, yeah. So, that was fun. But that's so scary. Yeah. So you've always had, like, from the beginning of your period, not to get, like, super personal or anything. I don't care. Um, like, bad cramps, you mean? Yeah. Or has it, like, shifted over the years to affect you differently? Um, when I 
first did, I don't remember having cramps. And then I probably started to when I was like 14. And like, I usually have them. Like I usually bloat really badly and that is so painful. Mm. Like I will like go to sleep and I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I haven't taken ibuprofen or anything and my stomach is just like pregnancy <laughs> size and it is just burning. But I can usually take an ibuprofen or like a couple ibuprofen and I'm like fine. I can't have dairy when I'm on my period. Interesting. At all. Because that, I think dairy doesn't agree with me as it is. So like in combination, um, I will never do that again. <laughs> that, Lesson has I been think, learned. I think that's what caused like the times that it's been really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That sucks. It does suck, but I've been very lucky. It hasn't. I've never, I don't think I've ever had to take off school or anything. Well, you're, I was just thinking, you said you don't, you don't drink dairy um, during your period, but you don't drink dairy in the most important moment of everything, which is when you're eating Oreos. (laughs) I have to tell you something. Okay, I'm doing it. Transition. Okay, wait, we're going to just skip right over that. Okay, yeah. (laughs) No, we're not. I dip my Oreos in water, skipping over that. Okay. (laughs) Next. So, okay, so I had orientation yesterday, right? Yes. Um, so we had, like, we got paired with um, students who were, like, uh, orientation assistants or whatever that were going to, like, I don't know. Um, so I got <laughs> paired with this student, and he eats cereal with water. He's one of those psychopaths. And he was like, Does, do you guys do anything like that? And I didn't say anything because I... Wanted to make you could friends. have bonded with the psychopath. No, I didn't want to make friends with him, though. I wanted to make friends with everybody else. <laughs> so I didn't say anything. That is so messed up. Yeah, that's gross. And he drinks the water afterwards. Don't you? The silence is deafening. <laughs> yeah. Usually. <laughs> Dude. I will never get over that. The whole point of an Oreo is the milk and the... It, I don't like she, milk. <sighs> I have a psychopath in my house right now. Do you want to know why I don't like milk? Did I tell you the story? Uh, why you don't like milk? Yeah. I don't know if we got around to that. There's literally just one moment that burns in my memory of, like, a situation with milk, and so I haven't had it since. Okay. I think I was in second grade. Maybe younger, actually. Now that I'm thinking about what the classroom looked like. But it was someone's birthday, so we were having cookies and milk. And, you know, like, there was, like, the one kid in your class who was, like, slobbery. Yes. And, like, disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. I just remember he, like, took a sip of milk and there was just, like, a string of, saliva that was, like, coated in milk, like, to the glass when he put it down. And I haven't, like, had it since then. Uh, that's understandable. Oh, my God. I think I was already iffy about it at that point, but I think that solidified it. <laughs> that reminds me of because I was drinking milk when that happened. Yeah, no, that's that's disgusting. Um, but it reminds me of I will never forget. It was eighth grade math class. I was on one end of the room, thank God, and this other kid was on the clear other side of the room. But <laughs> I saw it. Oh God. Oh no. He. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. He sneezed. Oh no. 
<laughs> Don't do this to me. And it like Ew. It's stuck. <laughs> it was like full blown strings like from his nose to the desk. It was like he connected <laughs> He connected himself to his own desk. I was like, oh my god. Thank God I was on the opposite side of the room because I would have thrown up. <laughs> That's so gross. Oh my god. Oh I hate oh, shoot. I hate that. Uh, I hate that and that's I can't stand one of the worst things ever is when somebody sneezes near you and then you can huh, I'm gonna throw up you can smell it oh what have you that's never happened to you oh my god you're no. so lucky because it is the most disgusting thing in the entire world I've been near people that sneeze and they don't cover their mouth like close enough and it like you can smell their spit and it's like you're sucking up their spit particles and I just want to die in that moment I'm like please put me out of my misery it that is sucks. Oh, it's awful. It's so disgusting. And so that's why I can't, I hold in my sneezes. I'll pop a blood vessel before before I let a sneeze out in in people's company. My Not sneezes happening. are pretty minimal minimal. <laughs> I keep them tight yeah. in. Like when I sneeze, I like keep it Yeah. Keep it small. My dad is the the <laughs> He like exaggerates it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so gross. Long. And then when he burps, he'll rib it through it yeah yeah he'll ribbit what's that mean he'll 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 burp and say ribbit at the same time <laughs> that's funny i have to start doing that <laughs> so yep that's disgusting we need to move on because that's really gross no you want to hear another gross one sure <laughs> <laughs> so um there's this girl that i work with so i'm a cashier but she's like the full-time cashier um She's gross. <laughs> Just period. Like, everybody knows it. Yeah. Um, like, she's, like, up there, like, farting and coughing Ew. and sneezing and leaving her nose ring at the register and, like... Oh, my God. So, this... Okay, so... Okay, I know that I'm... I was stupid for doing this, but... Obviously, like, I couldn't have predicted this. So... She had been, like, I don't know what the word is, like, loogies or whatever. Like, Hog like, loogies? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She'd been spitting in the trash can a lot, and um, I knew that. And so I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> oh, my God. I <laughs> but I didn't, I couldn't have predicted this happening. So um, we just have, like, a small trash can behind the register, and there, someone had put, like, a big piece of styrofoam, like on top of it to be thrown away. And so I was going to, like, give it to one of my coworkers to, like, play with or whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> I work with 15-year-old boys. I was like, oh, styrofoam, they'll love it, right? <laughs> so <laughs> so I, like, went to grab the styrofoam. No. And there was, like, no loogie on yeah. it. And I, like, touched it. And I started gagging. Oh, my God. Because I knew immediately, like, what happened. And so I just walked directly to the bathroom, and I was, like, <laughs> gagging the whole way there. <laughs> and thank God nobody, like, made eye contact with me, because I think I would have thrown up. Um, I, that's, that's the kind of thing. It's, like, I understand why they say everybody is capable of murder in that moment. Yeah. It's on, like, Donkey Kong. Oh, that's so disgusting. Yeah, it was really gross. Oh, my God. Not Okay. No. But I just don't think people have enough self-awareness 
Well, she's been told, like, she's been um, told to not do that anymore. So she's purposely obtuse. Oh, my God. Yeah. She threw up at work a couple weeks ago, and she, like, stayed the rest of the day. Ew. And I work at the same computer that she does. Yeah. I'd be, like, I'd be choking on Lysol. Like, her hairbrush, she leaves her hairbrush, like, under the register, like... Oh, she makes herself comfy. I just takes do. her shoes off. Ew. How has she not been fired? I don't think anybody wants to be a full-time cashier at Ace Hardware. I feel like this violates codes. OSHA needs warned or something. <laughs> this is a whole world of OSHA violations. <laughs> Probably. Oh, my God. That's not okay. That's be- I, people need more self-awareness, for sure. I'm entirely too self-aware, but there's, like, a happy balance that you can find. You know what? Oh, my God. You know what it reminds me of? My job at the bookstore. I loved that job. But I went through several different managers and assistant managers and all that nonsense. They, for some reason, couldn't keep a hold of people. Um, but my assistant manager, he he was only, like, a year or two older than me. And so we kind of, like, goofed around. You know, we're more friends than boss and employee kind of thing. Or so I thought. And we were goofing around one day. And one our, our kind of thing was we would jokingly flip each other off. And of course we were doing it where no one could see. It was fine. No big deal. But there was this one time that um, me, my manager, this guy, the assistant manager, and then another employee were all behind the counter at one time. And there was one customer there. And so my other coworker was taking care of the customer. And then me, my assistant manager, manager were back a little bit further, kind of like in a triangle, and we were talking. And we were goofing around, whatever. And I jokingly, like I do pretty much every day, I did it down low so nobody could see it, but I jokingly quickly flipped him off. And he went on a power trip or something in that moment. And he, in front of everyone, loudly, so even the customer could hear, he was like, you need to respect the fact that I'm your boss. You can't be doing that kind of thing. He went off on me. And my manager had, my manager was standing right there, And she was like, what just happened? Like, I don't know. And I was just like, I'll just tell you later. Because I was like, I just looked him dead in the eye. And I just like stared him down for a second. And I told my manager, I'll tell you later. And after that, anytime he would try to joke around with me, because literally the next day he was doing this, he was like flipping me off and the exact same. I just looked at him and I was like, we're not doing that. You're not going to go on like a power trip. You're not going to discipline me in front of other people inappropriately. Because if you want to discipline your employees, you do it in the privacy of the back room in the office or whatever. You know, you don't do that immediately, like, in front of customers like that. Just, he went on an epic power trip. And I was like, not happening. Every ounce of respect I ever had for you is out the window. We were joking around. We do it every day. And you're not going to be a hypocrite and turn around and start joking around with me the next day. Not happening. So after that moment, I was like, I'm done. We're not. Nope. It's like, people need to, need to chill. <laughs> you need to find your place to figure it out and stay in your lane kind of thing. I'm like. I don't know. It's hypocrisy. I cannot stand. So, but yeah. Did you have, you're, I'm still trying to remember that you're a baby. You're just recently out of high school. I'm not, I'm three years out of high school. (laughs) It feels like a lot longer though. Yeah. Did you have, did you work in high school? Um, yeah, I worked at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. You For say like you laugh years. like you have stories. Do you have stories? Oh, I loved it. I I was just a dishwasher. I was a hostess at first, but I was like such an introvert. 
Um, they, like, put me on dishes one day, like, cause whoever was, they didn't come in, and I just loved it. <laughs> and so I did it for, like, two years. Mm-hmm. But I never listened to music. I never put earbuds in. I was, like, such, like, a little, like, goody two-shoes. I kind of, like, listened to music the whole time I didn't. Or, like, a podcast or something. Yeah. I just had to listen to the Mexican radio. <laughs> oh, what a travesty. I <laughs> You say that like it's awful, but... It's, well, they were always fine. the same stuff, especially around Christmas. Like, Mexican Christmas music? Mm-hmm. Feliz Navidad. Yeah, that was not right at all. I didn't hit no, a single right. note. No, I didn't hit a single note of what that actual <laughs> song is. <laughs> but, no, I really liked working there. It was just chill. That's um, good. I stole my water pitcher that I have. I stole that from a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. For legal purposes, that's a joke. It's not stealing if they didn't tell you not to. Ah, if they don't say you can't. They didn't say it wasn't for you. They put it on the table like they put your food on the table, and you're supposed to eat your food, so. Logic. Think about it. No. It's okay. I've done that before. (laughs) I have, like, a little dish I took from Texas Roadhouse. Well, they gave me, like, a to-go box, but I had, like, a little cup of chili, and I was like... They didn't give you a cup in there. There you go. I think I put the spoon in there. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have the set. (laughs) Oh, I steal forks. Like, I've been collecting them. I feel like I knew that. Did you tell me that before? Maybe. I love that. I love it too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Was that the only job you had in high school? Yeah. I started it when I was like 17, I think. Well, I lived far away from my school, so I was getting home at, like, five or six as it was. Mm. So it was hard to... And I was lazy. <laughs> and an introvert. <laughs> but then when I was 17, I started it. I I did not have good luck with my jobs in high school. Um, my very first job, um, I was just kind of the... I don't know. I don't know. What, the errand boy of a florist. I worked at a florist that my pastor and his wife owned. And I just ran around, did errands, cleaned the place up, did whatever they needed me to do, and worked that for, like, a year plus or something. And then the management switched over. They, like, sold the shop to somebody new. And I knew the person. She was, like, the finance manager while I was working there. And I went to her. I was like, you know, when you take over, do I still have a job? Like, can can I still work here? She's like, yeah, absolutely. No worries. But when she took over, she just never scheduled me again. I didn't quit and she didn't fire me. She just never scheduled me again. So I was like, okay, well, I saw her months later. I was working at, um, I kind of like volunteered to do the poll, the voting polls. Mm -hmm. And she saw me there and she's like, oh, I still have your last check for you. And I'm like, bitch, I'll never quit. Like, I don't, I want more. (laughs) Like, I want more checks. (laughs) What do you mean? Right. Um, But yeah, so that kind of, that job just ended weirdly. And then I got uh, my second job at Hallmark, the Hallmark store, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I worked there, and I remember exactly where I was. I was working tech crew for the middle school play. Um, I was in high school working middle middle school play tech crew, and the show was just about to start. Like, the lights had just gone down, and the music was starting to play. I got a call, and I'd been waiting for the call from this place. And I remember being backstage and I'm like, hello? And they're like, hi, Danielle, we wanted to offer you the job. I'm like, great, thanks. Can I call you back later? (laughs) I'm like whispering backstage. 
Um, so I got the job there, but they were also in transitionary period. And so the manager that hired me was like an assistant manager that had to step up because the other manager left. I don't know. It was weird. And then the new manager that came, um, when she finally came, it was, she was terrifying. Um, or I should say I was terrified of her and inappropriately as we were leaving one day, she told me how like she had to leave her husband because he was cheating on her. Or so she thought, because as soon as they split up, like three months later, he was already with another person and she was already pregnant. Turns out that that person was my high school teacher at the time. He he was my history teacher. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't need to know this personal information about my history teacher. This seems weird. Um, so I was like, I just don't, I don't think I'm ever going to talk to you again. And she was just, I, I nothing I did was right. Um, she actually at one point told me that um, I needed to lie. Like I was in tennis and things were running over and I called her. I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to make it to my thing. I'll find a replacement, blah, blah, blah. Everything was fine. The next day she called me and she's like, had you called in sick or something, it would have been fine, but you can't do that for time. I'm like, are you telling me I should have lied? I'm like, I had plenty of notice. I got someone to cover my shift. There was no issue. And you're telling me I should have lied. I don't, I don't agree with the way you're running things. And I left. Then I went to DeFelice Brothers Pizza and the seven months that I was there, I went through three managers. They all sucked. And then I was also a busser at a, another restaurant, but I hated that job. <laughs> I almost killed my pastor. He was eating there and I dropped a bunch of plates and it just <laughs> crashed and burned. And uh, he said, yeah, I almost gave him a heart attack. So I was like, okay, we're going to not do this anymore because apparently I suck at it. Um, and then I had one other job. Oh, yeah. And then I had the bookstore job. And even there, I went through several managers and I ended up, I worked there for just over two years and I was like the senior employee there. Because they couldn't keep anybody. Mm-hmm. And they were going to be training me as a manager. I'm like, what is happening? Where is, why does everywhere I go is just chaos? And I'm pretty sure it was just the Ohio Valley. Just, yeah, that's just Ohio just shit. <laughs> the whole thing was Ohio shit. No, I'm having the same thing at Ace. Like, I'm like a senior, but like, I've only been there for two years. Yeah, just like the rotation. Yeah. Heavy mm-hmm. rotation. So what else about like, and we were talking about like, how would you, like, describe yourself from then till now? High school till to oh God. Like, like, how would I describe my high school self, like, in comparison to myself now? Yeah, like, have you matured at all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or have you digressed? <laughs> well, I'm the same in a lot of ways, but I think... Well, again, because high school is only three years ago for you. Okay, I, enough. <laughs> it really wasn't. It really doesn't feel like it was. If I'm old, you're young. Okay. <laughs> you're not old. I've never said that you're old. You're just older than me. I'm old. Considering Ugh. I haven't wanted to move for the past two days and like, oh my god, I couldn't sleep last night because my arthritis in my hands was flared up so bad. It was so painful. <laughs> you're so old. I'm so old. It hurt, man. It hurt so bad. Your arthritis. I was like, it made me squirm all night. It made that it so hard. Oh, oh it was awful. Anyway, continue. Um... Well, I know for a fact that, like, I was definitely um, trying to adhere to, like, the male gaze or whatever in high school, Um, and I definitely am not doing that anymore. (laughs) Like, I used, I don't, I don't know why, like, I wanted so much male attention, but I did, and so I would, like, act stupid on purpose and would, like, make my voice higher and I was always trying to like be skinny and like 
have long hair and the makeup and everything and um I don't care anymore (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like I'm at a point where it's like if you don't like my genuine self then why would I want to be friends with you yeah or be around you for that um um I don't know if I, like, care less about what people think, but I think I definitely, like, am trying to put out a different, um, like, self-message, you know what I mean? hmm Like, in high school, I just, like, wanted attention for, like, being, like, attractive. But now I want attention for, like, being smart mm-hmm. or, like, successful or creative stuff like that yeah no i can understand that and i honestly think like the first impression of you i think you've accomplished what you were seeking out to do because you just like seem when i started to school with you you just seemed like real chill real laid back but then just you were who you were and there you go and now that i've seen some (laughs) of your art and i'm like heck yeah that absolutely and I just saw one of the questions I was flipping through in that was like, what was the first impression of you? And it was like, or how would you describe you to someone like to a stranger? Like, how would I describe you to a stranger? And it would just be like, she's super chill. She's laid back. She's there. And then don't, uh, you're quiet though. And so I know that people are just like, have a hard time reading you. And I'm like, no, she is what she is. Like, if you have a hard time reading her, it's just because you're not reading her at that's all. Because so sweet. Oh, my God. You are who you are. And I, it's just, I love that. So, kudos to that you. for so nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, that was so nice. Yeah, because I feel like, well, my mom was saying yesterday how, like, my mom and I are so different. She's very social. She's very outgoing and everything. And, like, even when I was a baby, like, I was, like, antisocial and, like... I don't know, grumpy. And she was like, I was always trying to change you, but like, you're just like, are yourself. You know what I mean? Like, and she was trying to change you. Yes. (laughs) She was. She would like, we would like butt heads, like, even as like a baby, because she wanted me to be like the center of attention. And I just like wasn't. Yeah. No, my mom kind of not tried to change me, but. She kind of had to accept the fact that I was not a cuddly, lovey baby. Mm-hmm. And anytime you would, like, if, if someone was trying to hold me, I'd squirm it. It's just like, no, put me in front of the TV and I'm good. Leave me alone. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Gotta, gotta have my space, right? Just... Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, how would you describe your high school self versus now? Oh, my God. The difference, I would think, is staggering. Just... I'm annoyed with myself in high school because kind of the same thing. I remember I've talked about it before, how, how I was when I was living with my parents with like the higher energy, just the constant tension, the just on edge all the time. I always had like, my energy was like running high all the time. So I was very chaotic. I was very just annoying and buzzing and obnoxious. I think if like anyone in high school, cause I was also a loser in high school a loser. (laughs) I had a grand total of two friends throughout the entirety of like middle school and high school. And I just, I played tennis, which was like not the cool kid sport. I was in show choir, which was just not cool. (laughs) Just everything I did went against me. I was not, 
um, popular by any means. I wasn't always in the know with fashion. I literally wore jeans and t-shirts every day. So I was not in the fashion realm of things. I always was one step behind on like the trends. Anytime there was like the fashion trends, the bags, the certain hairstyles, I was always just right behind it because I was not paying attention to it. So by the time I cued into like, oh, this is the thing, I would start doing it, but then they'd already move on to the next thing. I'm like, I'm always one step behind. And so I just kind of like stopped caring or trying to, and I just, I was a loser. But uh, I was also antisocial while being the class clown in certain classes. If I had my friends with me, it made me comfortable and I would just kind of let loose and I was obnoxious, I was giggly, I was loud. You know, because again, in my family, the only way to have your presence known in any capacity was to be the loudest person there. So I was automatically very loud. And so I think if you went back and asked like anybody who wasn't my direct friends, anybody in high school would say, oh yeah, Danielle, she's the obnoxious girl. Just that, I was obnoxious. Um, But nowadays, like now that I've had time away from my crazy chaotic family, I've settled more into who I am, which is much more chill and actually much more quiet. I'm a hundred, like 180 degree difference from what I was in high school. Cause I'm like, if I walk into a room, even with my friends, I am not trying to be the center of attention. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let people do their thing. I'll chime in when it's necessary. But other than that, I'm going to sit back and let people do their thing. <laughs> so big difference from high school. And I'm not sad about it. (laughs) You're so chill. Am I? You're so, like, (laughs) well-rounded. Like, I don't know another word to describe it. Like, you're just, like, a perfect balance of, like, everything. I am a fantastic actor, then. No. (laughs) (laughs) You just are. I, well, again, I'm, I'm... problematically self-aware at the same time too so I feel like probably what I was in high school I am now so self-aware of it that I'm like whoa dial it back because mm. I don't like that right so I don't know I just my biggest thing though is when I look around the world around me and I see how people treat other people I cannot wrap my head around how people can be rude and and so self-absorbed to the point where they're just like stepping on I'm like I, I don't understand it and like the simplest thing is taking your shopping cart back to its proper place like how just how unbelievably self-absorbed and lazy and selfish do you have to be to just leave it hanging out in the parking lot it rolls into someone else's car and you don't care and it's just it's not that hard to do what you're supposed to do and then when someone confronts you, even nicely, they're just like, hey, can you put that back? Then you're going to get all defensive about it. I've seen entirely too many videos of people have, getting defensive about have it. Have you seen cart narcs? Uh, no. It's like this guy who will go up to people who have left their cart in, like, a stupid place, and he'll be like, he's very, like, oh, what's the word? Not aggressive, but, like, he's like, hey, I saw you uh, put your cart in the wrong place. Uh, you want to go put that back? And they're like, <laughs> No, and he has like bumper stick or bumper magnets oh and he'll throw them on their car and instead of just like either putting their cart away or just driving away they'll get out and like start an altercation but he stays very like 
I guess like bubbly and he's like hey man I'm just you're just being a lazy bones I'm just trying to like help you out here man and like people are like I'm gonna call the police on you and he's just like he's so funny but he's so like good at pushing buttons and yeah. it's so funny well that's I, that's what I don't understand it's like how are people spending more of their time and energy being mean than just like being confrontational than just yeah. doing what you're supposed to do in the first place yeah and I just I don't know I can't when people are real short with, like, you know, people in Starbucks. And if, if you walk up to a counter, you say, hi, how are you? Or, like, mm-hmm. just, it's so simple. And people are just like, can I get the blah, blah, blah? I'm like, attitude. Yeah. Ch- check the attitude, folks. I, and I just don't, I cannot wrap my head around how people can treat other people like that. I think people just forget that there are other people. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like when you're, like, working... Yeah, people think that you're not a, a person when you're working, I guess. I yeah. I just, that's, oh, I can't. I, I hate, I hate seeing it, like, at work, like, especially with, like, these younger kids who are, like, you know, not getting paid nearly enough, working so many hours, and people are mean to them, and it's, like, yeah, they're just, A, doing their job, B, not getting paid enough to care, and C, they're kids! Yeah. Like... Oh my god, it's unnecessary. It's like, check back into reality and, like, recognize what the situation is. Well, I'll never forget, it really, it still bothers me. Went to, was it when we went to Philadelphia? I think it was Philadelphia. Me and Kendra were walking down the street, we're going to get dinner, and we we were walking in front of some of these storefronts, and there was a homeless gentleman um, sitting on, like, a bucket on the side of the street in front of one of these like restaurants or something and there was a person standing like really close in front of him like with their back turned to him and the gentleman he obviously had mental health problems but he he was sitting on the bucket he was rocking back and forth and he kept saying you're standing too close to me you're standing too close to me you're standing in front of me you're standing too close to me and the person just completely ignored him i'm like he is right there he is not being quite Get out of his way. Like, how are you so completely oblivious and self-absorbed that you don't see this man's distress right here? Like, all you have to do is step away from him. And then that's the kind of thing that I cannot, I cannot wrap my head around. It's just like, how are you so oblivious to the world around you? You're so self-absorbed that you can't even take a minute to, to recognize that another person is right there. I don't know. I just grinds my gears. I <laughs> just... Ugh, I don't know. But, uh, no, that that's definitely been one of the, the things from high school till now, is just being more self-aware and, like, kind of check your place in the world. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. How would you describe me to a stranger, though? Well-rounded. <laughs> put together. Hilarious. <laughs> very smart. Like, very smart. Okay, let's move on, because now I don't know how to take a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm getting all flustered. I Beautiful. <laughs> so talented. A friggin' jack-of-all-trades. Uh, like, just a wealth of book knowledge. I do, I will say, I do have a lot of just, like, random stupid facts that just, just a, a, a well of that, yeah. but So caring. Like, you just went on that whole thing tangent about people like being oblivious and people being rude for no reason you are so aware of others and so caring and so like 
that whole thing of like you're aware that everyone else has their own like life you know you totally honor <laughs> that fact like more than anybody i know um okay so moving on <laughs> um, <laughs> i mean thanks but uh, okay um well now i don't want to ask that either do you think i intimidate others why or why not but uh um i think maybe a little bit because you're you seem well you are like so put together i i was gonna say i i think i do intimidate other people just because i'm I don't mean to be, but, like, I do actually have a very hard time taking social cues, and that comes off as obliviousness, because when I was working at um, the bookstore, I was talking to this one guy, and he was asking for recommendations, and I love books, and so I'm like, okay, let's let's do that, blah, 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 and I'm taking around, and, like, we're having a good time, we're joking around it with different stuff, he finally leaves, and my coworkers were all like, you were flirting with him, and I was like, no, I was literally just being nice. That's part of my job. Like, what do you mean? And he was like, no, they were like, he was flirting, flirting with you. You were flirting back. And I'm like, oops, that's not what I meant to do at all. And I just don't recognize social. And I don't recognize when people are flirting with me at all. Well, I think people, like, I, I do the same thing. I confuse people being nice with being flirting or, like, the other way around. Like, people are flirting. I think they're just being nice to me. And I just, it's so frustrating, though, because, like, between the, I don't know, between the ADHD, the social anxiety, the depression, the and some autistic tendencies and kind of stuff, I don't like socializing. But at the same time, if I'm comfortable, everyone's my best friend. You've al- I've always known you. You're my best friend. I'll pour my heart out to you. You pour out your heart out to me. And I'm like, let's go. But if I'm not in that right mindset, then I tend to like shut down a little bit. And I think that comes across as like standoffish and I don't mean to be I'm just like in my own head for a minute and then also because I'm like I just I don't care what people think about me on the majority of the basis I'm like so I do I think I come off as like because I'm a little bit more sure of myself I think I'm like I know what I like I know what I don't like and I'm not going to stray from that to make other people comfortable if it makes me uncomfortable so yes I think that's what comes across people can definitely be intimidated by that yeah and you're just like a badass (laughs) And I think that's really intimidating. Like, I, I'm trying to think like, when I first met you, like, what did I think? But I don't remember. I remember being, like, so overwhelmed because everybody was new and you guys, like, all knew each other. I, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Wait, what? Remember when did when you... I, like, joined your class, like, with Jenny and I wasn't supposed to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I was kind of intimidated of you because you already seemed to, like, have, like, a really solid foundation of sign language. I did. And so I was like, she's going to judge me because I suck. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, I've already taken that class, Danielle. You can't, like. I know. And it was, like, like, so scary. No. It was so scary because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not up to par yet. But uh, I know Tori has told me. Sorry, I'm throwing Tori under the bus here. But she told me she hasn't been able to figure out. Because you're you're more on the quiet side. Like, you're kind of like me. You say what you want to say. You're not a chatterbox. And, like, she doesn't know how to read you sometimes. And I'm, like, I keep telling her. I'm, like, nah, Mary Grace is cool. I love Tori. I feel bad. No, don't feel bad. Like, she did this. It was the same thing with Kendra. She didn't know how to read Kendra either. Because I think all three of us are just very, we say what we want to say when we need to say it. And other than that, nope. Like, we're not. Well, we're not going to, like, BS. And we're not going to do stupid small talk and yeah yeah no we're very like straightforward and yeah and the three of us are not like limelight kind of people like right. a couple of the other people in our class were like we're not gonna <laughs> i just 
Which, there's no problem with that. No. I mean, I used to do that, like I said, in high school. But it's just, I'm not like that anymore. I'm not going to put myself out there when I'm not comfortable to do so. And that's why I think, I think all three of us, me, you, and Kendra, are kind of, like, hard to read. Well, when you put three people together who don't want to be the center of attention, it's like... <laughs> yeah. We just, like, <laughs> these three drones walking around. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, uh... No, honestly, like like I said, once you get to know the three of us, I feel like you're, I don't know. I think we've got like a solid foundation of like, I don't know, at least to me, like you and Kendra are like a solid foundation of like a good friendship like should be. And just, I also I appreciate the, the non-drama. I don't do drama. Me neither. I. I won't do mm-mm. it. I will just not be friends if it if it happens you know i don't like the gossip i okay i should clarify that because if you there are times when i have had to talk things out with somebody about another person because i'm trying to figure out the situation i'm trying to figure out their motives try to kind of figure out my place in another person's life so obviously talking about the situation and talking about the person and the reactions that are going on in a certain situation like, that's fine. That's not gossiping. That's not gossip. No. But when I have no business knowing someone else's business of what's going on that I'm not connected to, I can't stand that. Like, do not divulge someone else's personal business to me. I don't right. care. I want no part of it. But I know there's just, there's so many times that I've been on the receiving end of that and I've had to shut it down. I'm like, please don't. Not happening. I don't want to know. So... Not uh, not a fan of the gossip. Where am I going? I'm trying to find these. What did we say? Um, okay. So along the same lines, though, of, like, how strangers, how you would describe yourself to strangers, do you think that the image you have of yourself, like, matches the image people see you as? No, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> I think, um... I feel, like, terrible. Like, like you just said, like, Tori says she can't get a good read on me. And it's, like, I feel like when I'm in a social situation, it's hard for me to be myself because I'm overwhelmed by, like, physical factors. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, like, in class, it's hard for me to be myself because the lights, I hate the LED lights in a classroom and they're so bright and they give me a headache. And so I... Like, can't fully be myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, I don't like how my socks feel, so, like, I'm in a bad mood, and so I can't be myself. Like, I feel like the the version I am when I'm, like, outside of, like, a comfort zone. Not a comfort zone, but, like, I'm not in my ideal environment. Yeah. Which is a lot of the time is the version of myself that most people see. So, uh, what what is yourself? This. Just... Okay. This is pretty much it. I can, would say. Can you put that in words because... <laughs> what I am? Uh, I don't know. Just calm and chill. Just calm relaxed. and chill. I just... I don't know. I feel like I'm, like, very non-judgmental people. I feel like... What I like... Not to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, please do it because I wasn't going to say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, like, you're very chill... Um, but you're very open at the same time. Like as if, as long as the door is open, you're going to walk through it. 
Um, and just like earlier, I was like, well, if it's too personal, you're like, no, I don't care. And like, you're just like ready and willing to do kind of and talk about pretty much anything as long as the door is open to do so. Because me and you both, we're not ones to like kick down a door or anything when it comes to just kind of like hanging out, talking, hanging out as friends kind of thing. Um, so I think it's, it's nice to know that there's not a whole lot of limits. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of limits or boundaries, like hard boundaries that you're not willing to, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. You're just very open. You mean like as far as just like conversation? Yeah. Like Like you're kind of down to talk about anything or so far at least. Like we haven't run into anything that you're not willing to talk about, but yeah. But at the same time, it's just because you're like really calm about it. And not spazzy. I it, This is making so much more sense in my head. I think I get it. Because, like, a lot of times when you want to talk about something and someone... Like, me. If you get me on a, com- a, a topic that I'm, like, gung-ho for, mm-hmm. I'll freak out. And I'll just run with it. And run wild. Um, and I think that's kind of, like... That's kind of it. You just have to be on, like, the right path to get the wheels turning. Right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a little I don't know. It's just, it, like I said, it makes more sense in my own head. Okay. Because, like, I don't know. Well, like I was saying earlier, like, I just, I feel like I've adopted this idea of, like, if I put my truest whole self out there and the other person doesn't like it, then... Forget them. Why would I That's want, on them. why would I try to be someone else and then try to be friends with someone and then they're not friends with me, they're friends with someone else. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I'm... So you don't, like, are you, are you saying, like, you don't want to establish a friendship based off of a false you? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. That, I don't know. I watched, I watched it in this YouTube video a couple years ago. Um, I'll, have, I'll, like, give it to you so you can link it because it's actually really good. And I forget what exactly she was saying, but she made a point of, like, you attract what you're putting out, and if you're, what you're putting out isn't your true self, then you're attracting things that would be not best for your true self. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. word it super well, but I'll... I I'll totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, like, surround people that are, be surrounded by people who are best, like, for me, and if I'm not me around those people, then I'm not gonna Mm -hmm. find that, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I think becoming friends with Kendra caught me so off guard, because, again, I'm kind of just, like, I don't recognize when people are, I just, social cues don't function very well with me a lot of the times, Mm -hmm. and we were in our public speaking class together and it was the end of the year. We had our toasts. We were practicing toasts and we had worked together several times and we worked well together. And I just, I kind of guess I wasn't thinking so much outside of the realm of that class. Like I really liked Kendra, but I just didn't think that it was like the kind of setting where you can establish something that would translate elsewhere. And because I was like an anxiety riddled freak, I was like, nobody would ever want to be friends with me. What the heck? And so during her toast, she mentioned me specifically and she's like, it's been really great knowing, you know, getting to know and become friends with Danielle. And I'm like, I did it. I did something right. What? That's so cute. I was so excited. And I was like, I'm keeping her. She's, she's it. She's done it now. I'm keeping her. <laughs> that is so sweet. Um, 
But that's the kind of thing. I'm like, I have to, as far as like my friends coming, I'm, I have to break down my own like limits because I'm constantly thinking like, oh, I'm not like, I'm not someone someone would want to be friends with. I'm a freak. I'm like anxiety riddled disaster. Like nobody would want to hang out with me. But then when I find someone that I like and I'm like, I'm going to keep this person. I'm going to force them <laughs> to like me. <laughs> so yeah, you, Tori and Kendra, you're stuck with me. So good. <laughs> I like it. I'm glad to hear that. Um, how do you think that you, uh, people's perception of you matches what you're putting out? No, my my perception of me, like I said, is an anxiety riddled disaster. And so to hear that you guys think that I'm like just like got it together, I'm a fantastic actress. Oh, stop saying that. Well, you literally have to text me, which I do appreciate actually very much that you texted me. It was we're we're supposed to meet at ten o'clock. And it was 10.01, and you texted me, and you're like, I'm not dead, I'm just late. I'm and always I, late, though. <laughs> but I really appreciate that, because I'm chronically, I'm like that person that I have to be a half hour early, so mm-hmm. I don't, so I'm not, like, a single minute late kind of thing. And so you texting me that, like, puts me at such ease. <laughs> like, immediately I'm like, she's late, she's dead, she's on the side of the road, she's dead. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought I was about to be. What? I. What? You know how they're doing, like, construction in Manlius or whatever? Uh-huh. I, like, wasn't paying attention. I was paying attention, but I was, like, okay, so my, I have, like, a Bluetooth um, thing that I plug <laughs> into my aux cord. Okay. Or my aux input. Yeah. And it has to be charged. Okay. And it was dying, but my phone that I would normally be recording on, I needed to charge. So my Bluetooth died, so I had no music. And we were talking about last week mm-hmm. how awkward that is to mm-hmm. be in silence in your own car. So I was trying to find an aux cord in my glove box. And while I was doing that, I, like, ran over, like, one of those, like, raised, um, like, manhole covers because, yep. like, the road is all stripped. And I, I'm, it's fine. I'm just, like, a hypochondriac when it comes to my car. And I was like, oh, it feels different now. Am I going to freaking, <laughs> is it going to break down? <laughs> now, do I have a flat tire? And I was just, like, going really fast. I was like, get there, get there, get there. But, like, how would I get home now? But <laughs> I was just like, it feels different. I didn't, but, like, did I, was I thinking about how it felt before? Or just, like, notice how it feels now because uh-huh. I ran over one of the manhole <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've been in the car and like I said before I kind of get that highway hypnosis kind of thing and I'm driving and I'm not paying attention like specifically and then I'll go through an intersection and I'm like did I just run a red light? I've done that before. You have? I've looked up at the last second and it was red. See I don't I I think every time so far I've been lucky enough that it hasn't I just think I do so I'll be like did I just run a red light and I'll look behind me to see if other cars are I'm like oh okay cars are still going through like it must have been green we're good but um but yeah no backtracking a little bit yeah that that's scary when you said you hit a manhole cover I'm like oh my god I would have thought like did I run over a child like oh my god no I saw it and I like I should have gotten in the other lane but I just like went over it yeah, you have to be in, like, the center lanes right now. It is, it's awful. They're taking their good sweet time with getting all that fixed up. The thing is, they just keep stripping more rather than paving it. They're, they're not paving anything. They just keep stripping more and more. And it's been a couple weeks now. Yeah, it's awful. Um, <laughs> update on the swan. Did you hear about Papa yeah. Swan? Had a yeah. little bit of a... He, a breakdown, I guess. It's yeah. so sad. He attacked his signets 
And so they shipped them off to Skinny Atlas. Maybe. I think it was Skinny Atlas. There's a couple other birds out there he's chilling with now. I don't know what they're doing with the babies now. I don't know. I didn't hear anything about that, but he attacked them. He's a little bit of a grumpy, grieving mess. So sad. So. But yeah. So. We'll keep you updated. This is the Swan Watch. This is Swan Watch for you. (laughs) But, uh, Yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Great stuff. Wait, teach us something new, you? Mary Grace. Ooh, but do I want to teach something new or do I want to tell you about orientation? Uh, I, do, I do want to know about orientation. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll do both because my fun fact is pretty short. So, okay, so I was thinking about how I wanted to tell you about orientation, but then I realized that I don't want to talk badly about <laughs> the school. Uh-oh. So it was Okay. I'll just tell you my perspective of everything or what my head was going through. Um, and I'm going to skip to the last hour of it, I guess, because I don't, I <laughs> it was like eight to more. five. It was something. like eight to five thirty, but we stayed until only three or four. Still, that's a long day. Yes. <laughs> um, it was so long and really unnecessary. <laughs> I feel like that should have been like, Eight to five, like, an open house more kind of thing, rather than... No, it was a schedule, and everything had, like, too much time to each thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it was scheduled, and so then we... My mom and I just, like, sunbathed outside of the buildings, because they were really freezing in there. For, like, 20 minutes in between each chunk of things. Um, well, so I will say, so the guy that, um, has his... Cereal with water. His name's Eric with a K on the end. <laughs> and so he was my, like, orientation assistant or agent or something. And so they, like, split us up by major. There was, like, four or five people in my group. And we had, like, small group for, like, 45 minutes, maybe, maybe an hour. And he was just like, um, do you guys have any questions? And we were like, not really. He's like, okay, we're going to play Hangman. Played one round of Hangman and then sat in silence until it was over. Oh, my God. Until the small group was over. And then, so, they had some speeches about, you know, being safe on campus and um, transferring credits. And then they had a time slot for you to meet with your advisor to, like, figure out your schedule. And so mine was supposed to be at 2.45, but because his um, little speech was so short, it got bumped up. So I thought, it, well, I had this idea, like, I was going to go into, like, a, like, his office or a room with him. We could sit down one-on-one. What classes do you like? What, you know, what kind of schedule do you want? Um, they brought me upstairs to a computer lab with, like, 50 other people doing the same thing. And they had, like, those big fans going, so it was so loud. And I sat next to him, and he was very, like, soft-spoken, monotone. And he, my schedule was already made, and I requested to take online classes as many as I can, because I love online classes, and I don't want to go up to campus as often. What? Hold on. (laughs) You are just reestablishing the fact that you're a psychopath. Who likes online, online classes? Cl- 
What? Did you do good in, uh... Yes. You suck. <laughs> in what? Uh, linguistics. Yeah, I got an A. You suck. That was the one class that I got a B in. That's a lie. I got a B in politics as well. But you suck. Anyway, move on. Um... So I had requested, like, online a couple weeks before to take online classes if I could and only come up to campus, like, twice or three times a week. Um, So he pulls up my schedule. It was already made by someone else, or it was, like, auto-generated. And I have five classes on Tuesday, four classes on Thursday, because they do not offer online classes for my major. None? None. Ugh. And so it was so loud in there and I was just like listening to him, but like I couldn't hear, like I could hear him, but like my brain was farting at the end of that day. <laughs> and I'm looking at this long day of classes and I wanted to throw up in his lap. <laughs> oh my God. I felt so disgusted because like all day I was like, oh my God, I don't want to go back to school. Like this is so overwhelming. But at least it's only, like, two days. Get it all out of the way. I know. I know I'm being so dramatic. And I know it's an easy major. And I know that's actually, I'm very lucky that I only have to go up there two days. But, but no, five five in one day is a lot. That's a that's lot. That's a lot. That's a long day. Yeah. And I don't want to go back to school. And I just, I think I'm just worried because I don't know um, what the workload is going to be like. Maybe all these classes will be super easy. Maybe. I have Maybe. no clue, though. You know? Yeah. So, so you're taking five classes that are twice a week. One of them is once a week. Okay. Minutes longer on Tuesdays. Gotcha. Well, I'm so excited to go back to school. Yay! <laughs> I'm so nervous. Ooh. Well, hopefully the orientation is not what the rest of school will be like. Not, uh, not a very good example of what school will be like. Because that sounds rough. I would have been... I've been irked. Like I told you before, I hate feeling like I'm wasting my time. And so, like, a poorly planned out orientation, like, that's not okay. You would have hated it. Oh, dear. I would have been... I would have been ranting pretty hard. Because I don't like that. But... But you like art, right? And... I love art. Do you... Like, I know you kind of are just... You don't know exactly what you want to do as far as but you're going into communications with an art minor do you have kind of a general idea of like what you would like to do where do you see yourself in five years i just want to have like a boring job where i work from home but i can just like do art on the side and like be like a not like a stay-at-home mom but like i like cleaning and cooking and stuff so i want to be able to like keep the house up kind of thing. Huh. Is that bad? It's not bad. It just doesn't translate with the business or the major that you're going into. Well, I could have an online job with communications. I'm just wondering, like, what? (laughs) Like, an online assistant or, uh, I don't know, a script writer, a critic, Again. I don't know. Huh. You're gonna have to let me know. Journalism. I feel like you have the potential to get in with some pretty big names. Yeah. If you if you network 
correctly, you could get in with some pretty big names, which we were just talking about this on Tuesday, right? About how networking is so crucial. And like, that's what you have to do. Get your foot in as many doors, shake as many hands as you can, collect as many business cards, get your name out there in any capacity. And that goes for anybody in any job. Network the crap out of it. And that's the best thing that you can do to really kind of get yourself up on the corporate ladder or something. It's just shake hands. But uh, you've got a few years to figure it out, right? No. Because <laughs> I won't. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're self-aware um, well, if I ever launch the business that I want to, um, you could always help me out with that. Um, I have like the dream business that I would like to do. Will I ever start it? No, probably not, but it's, uh, we'll have to see. No. Okay. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. This I thought was really interesting because I like couldn't find barely anything on it except from one source okay so this is about oh how do i say this you were supposed to do research beforehand <laughs> i i listened to a woman say it like 40 times over and i forgot how to pronounce it let me see what elizabeth elizabethan elizabethan men's fashion okay okay I know where this is headed. Okay. Do you already know? Maybe. Okay. When all of the men were wearing what we would consider to be feminine clothing, specifically tights, it was very covetable to have robust muscular calves to showcase said tights. So it was common for guys to pack bags of sand into their tights to make <laughs> their calves look more muscular, kind of like the equivalent of a push-up bra. So, when men were getting into a conflict, it was common for one guy to take his sword and prick the other guy's calf so that if the other dude was wearing, was indeed packing some sand in his tights, <laughs> the sand would come out, come pouring out, the man would be humiliated, and the pricker would be the victor of this social altercation. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? We should, we should bring that back. I love it. You know what I love? That is, like, such a perfect example of how... You know, we always think that these different time periods are of such a different mentality. No, humans are always the same. The mentality is always the same. And I mean, it's even proven with like statues that they have found in like ancient burial sites or whatever of like dick pics and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, like drawing dicks on stuff. Yeah, humans have always found that funny, apparently. And just like the, the vanity and pride of certain mentalities have always just existed like humans are human no matter when or where <laughs> i love it have you seen that trend on tiktok where they will like i forget what the song is but they they use the same song and they'll pretend to be interacting with someone from like a earlier time period and like i don't know say it's like a woman like doing her makeup and she's like putting an eyeliner on and it's like I know exactly what you're talking about. You know about. what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And they're like, oh what are you doing? And she's like, oh I'm putting eyeliner on. And it's like, whoa, we still do that. Like or like taking a mirror selfie with like the friggin' old cameras. With or, like, like the like, obnoxious flash. Yes. Yes. I love that trend. Yep. 
Oh my gosh. Just to, I, just to see the, the differences and to, but to see how similar people still are is like, and I also love the comparative histories that say, you know, we are closer in time to, or what's the one that I love? Like the pyramids were closer in time. The build. Okay. Get it right. (laughs) Oh my God. The building of the pyramids was closer in time to the moon landing than it was to like Cleopatra being, Mm -hmm. being, I love those things. I love that. Because it makes it so relative. It makes it just it kind of puts time into perspective kind of thing. But also sometimes they kind of haunt me. Because like Ruby Bridge, Bridges? Ruby Bridges is like on Instagram. The uh, what? She's like the first like black girl to go to like an all white school or whatever. Remember Ruby Do you mean Ruby like, Bridges? do you mean... What do you mean by on Instagram? Like, she is on Instagram? Like, she's 70 years old and she has an Instagram account. Okay. I thought you meant, like, her a post about no, her. Was like, I was like, that, yeah, everyone's online. What do no, you mean? No, like, that freaks me out. Like, that was not yeah. long ago enough. Well, we were in my, my one history class and we were talking about um, the civil rights movement and the one picture of um, this black guy in, like, a crowd being harassed by a crowd of white people. And in that picture was a professor uh, like a local professor and or like a a sports coach or someone he had to like he had to say like oh yeah I was in that picture but he said something about that he was just walking by he was just seeing what the commotion was um but same thing like these historical photos that we have they know these people are still around and just recently the woman who accused um oh it starts with a t oh my god I'm forget tight what is his name? Oh my gosh. It starts with a T. But he was like, it was the catalyst basically for the start of um, the civil rights movement. It was the boy who was accused of whistling at a white woman. And then the brother and the father, someone of this white woman came and beat him to death. I don't know about this. Oh, what is his name? I'm so sorry. I can't. It starts with a T and I'm just blanking. I know it, but I'm, I'm. Um, but either way, um, this poor boy was beaten to death, um, after being accused by this white woman of like whistling and harassing her and she, they were found not guilty, which was insane. I mean, just, just proof upon proof that they did this horrific act and they were found not guilty. And then just recently she came out and she's like, yeah, I made the whole thing up. And because of double jeopardy, she, you know, they weren't tried for it again because they were found not guilty. So they got away with it. And it's just. I mean, these people are still alive. Like, we have these historical moments, but they're still, like, it's still happening. Right. Um, oh, I hate myself. What is his name? It starts with a T, and I don't know how to, like, search it. Um, okay, pause. We're going to we're gonna take a quick history pause here because I have to... Um, okay, pause, pause, pause. We're gonna have like this awkward long silence going on here. Emmett Till. Emmett Till, thank you. Oh, yes, thank you. How did you find that so fast? Boy who whistled at woman and was beat to death. Oh god, <laughs> that's putting it direct, I guess. But yes, <laughs> gotta use those keywords. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was kind of the catalyst for the the start of the civil rights movement. And then his mother had, like, an open casket to show off the brutality of what this poor boy went through. Um, 
and it just it sparked the the anger right rightfully so obviously but oh i don't know but uh yeah she recently came out and said she made the whole thing up wow and cost this boy his life so um moving on because that's um we went we kind of <laughs> spiraled a little bit but, but yeah, uh I yes i love reading those things of like the time periods of like, oh, this is yeah. actually closer than... So what I was going to say, though, when you said the Elizabethan era of, like, dress, I was thinking you were going to say the origin origins of the dress to the nines, which I recently found out, hopefully it's true, um, that when somebody says, like, dress to the nines, it means that to make a full head-to-toe suit back in those days, um, it would take about nine yards of fabric to make the full three-piece suit. And so you're dressing to the nines, saying that you have the full getup, all nine yards worth of fabric to make whatever it is you're wearing. Is that where, like, in the whole nine yards comes from, too? What? Like, you say, like, in the whole nine yards. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of when you would say it. Like, I- <laughs> it's like, when you're just, like, kind of trying to establish that, like, something was very, like, outdone. Oh, yeah, probably. See, like, oh, yeah, she had, you know, this, that, and the whole nine yards. Oh, yeah, I think so. Because it's, it's like, the complete, you have to have all of it to make this, yeah, to be all showy and fancy and, yes. So that that's a fun fact that I find very interesting, the whole nine yards. I, like I love, like, the saying, like, the finding out the origins of things. Also, the, um, it's more of a linguistic thing, but the origins of okay, how people say okay, um... It was, I forget the, was it back in the 20s or third, bless you, get it together, gross. Um, <laughs> I think it was back in the, like, the 20s or 30s or something where it was kind of a, almost like a fad for people to say and spell things incorrectly because it drove the older generations crazy, I think. And I could have this wrong. If it's, if people fact check me. I'll have to fact check myself later. But from what I remember reading was it drove other people crazy. And so the younger kids were like, would purposely do these things just to irritate people. And um, okay, I actually originally started as um, people saying all correct, but wow. they would but they would spell it wrong. Instead of A-L-L-C-O-R-R-E-C-T, it would be like O-L-K-O-R-E-K-T or something. Like it's spelled something weird, not exactly that, but spelled really weird. And so that misspelling of all correct changed to the, the misspelling of it shortened to okay. So cool. And so we've we've kept around okay. And now we spell it as a whole word. Like a- okay. Okay. A-Y. A-Y. Yeah. Um, I do that all the time. I don't like just doing the okay. Me neither. I feel so, weird. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things that you just like, it was like the nicknames we were talking about, how nicknames will kind of spiral into different things. And it from the original to the end, it's like a game of telephone, how drastically it changes. Um, but that's like the linguistic c- culture of the changes that we make. And that's another example of, oh, I'm just going off now. Um, another example that I learned in my, um, and not anthropology. Yes, anthropology. Um, that the origins of the word night, K-N-I-G-H-T. Mm-hmm. Did I spell that right? Yeah. That didn't align right in my head. Anyway, the origins of that, the word that we associate with night being like the knight in shining armor on a horse, the sword and all that good stuff. That word actually used to be what they called sires. What we today know as sires as like, you know, the little, the little boy, the page boy kind of helps out the knight. That role of like a sire, that term used to be knight. 
But then throughout time, night kind of got elevated to its status that we associate it with it now. And what used to be the term for night, when night was still sire, whatever, I'm not making any sense. And I can hear myself making this not make sense. Anyway, what used to be the term for what we know now is night has been lost to history. We don't know what that term used to be. And so night got elevated to what we know now, but what night used to be got elevated into obscurity. Wow. (laughs) That's so interesting. Yeah. So night got a promotion. Sire came up to be what we used to know it as. And it's just, I don't know. It's just something like that is so fascinating to me. I love language. I love, I love the um, nuances of language. And that's why I don't know if plenty of people have probably noticed it. I tend to use like, not as well known. I don't want to say obscure words, but I just like how meaningful some words can be. And it was in the Dead Poets Society movie um, where he was saying, don't use sad, use morose. Don't use, you know, this word, use this. And it's just because the impact of words, you know, we have these words for a certain reason. And because some words just make such more impact than other words. And I like that. I like the nuances of it. I like how it's just, it packs a punch when you can find that right word that instead of using a bunch of descriptive description words, you can find that one perfect all encompassing word. Just, ah, I like, okay. I like it. We're going to, we're going to move on. I like it too. It's hard though. Now that we know sign language, because like, like you just said, sad versus morose, like there isn't a sign for morose. You just like intensify the sign for sad. So it's like, so interesting mm-hmm. but interpreting is so hard in that way trying yeah. to find like the right level of like intensity for a word yeah no absolutely and then there are some you know there are some phrases in english that are don't exist in sign language and vice versa yeah, yeah. and so to be able to find that equivalent and keep that keep the dynamic equivalency Uh, (laughs) there's this Um, guy sorry go ahead no oh there's this guy follow on tiktok and he speaks so eloquently and it's because he takes very thoughtful pauses to like you said like instead of using oh really sad or a you know like really sad like adding likes and ums and reallys he will just think about it first Mm-hmm. And then what he says is so much more powerful, and mm-hmm. that is so interesting to me. That reminds me of a really incredible documentary I watched called The Wolf Pack. And it was about these, I think, five brothers who their dad was, I think, paranoid schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. And he kept the the family locked away in their New York apartment for years and years and years. And so these four, four or five boys, they were raised on movies and nothing but movies, they never had any other social interactions with outside world. And so they grew up watching these movies and reenacting them and, and pretending to be these characters. And so when they finally made it outside of their apartment, they walked around the world and they were listening to people talk with all these interjectory words like ums and ands and blah, blah, blah. And they wondered why everyone was so ineloquent because all they ever had were movies to be, you know, to learn from. And in movies, there are no stutterings, there are no ums, there are no awkward pauses. It's just very eloquent, smooth language. So that's what they learned their language from. And then they get out to the world, it's like, what is happening? Wow. And it was so interesting. That was one documentary I never wanted to end. It was so fascinating just to see how sane, and I don't mean, I don't mean to be harsh or anything, but 
how they kept their sanity with not having any interaction with the world, but they kept their sanity through these shows and movies and being able to then go out into the world and associate with people because they had the examples already, even though they didn't have the practice of it. Oh, it was so fascinating. It's the wolf pack. I don't know where to find it. I found it on Netflix years ago, but it's no longer there. No idea where to find it now, but uh, good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> I want to watch it again. Um, I love that. That was a good one. Could talk about history and anything all the time. Um, but I think this is a good place to wrap it up for this week. And uh, sorry if anybody can hear the rumble of the... We've got grass cutting going on, so there's tractors outside going. So if it's not very clear, that's why. Um, but okay, we will talk at you next week. Talk at you next week. Bye! Bye. That was like an outro?